0: all right guys good morning or happy whatever time of day it is or night that you're listening to this um yeah beginning of august um it's my birthday month um Yeah a lot of things going on this month um, with people I know and yeah I'm gonna get to reconnect with some friends this month. Usually that's probably the best part. Um, That's probably my favorite part of birthdays honestly is just you know whoever's available to make it out and you know see them, see each other. That to me tends to be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, like, and usually we choose to do activities that are, you know, pretty fun. Like, like if it's my own birthday, usually I'll, I'll pick, you know, what I want to do if people want to join or whatever. Like, so that's kind of fun. Um, like if it's like a specific place to eat or go or something like that, that might be free. Um. But, yeah, like, I don't know, uh, what I'm actually gonna do yet. I'm thinking of seeing this, uh, neo-soul R&B group, um, that's playing at the pier, um, the day that I was gonna celebrate with some friends, so, uh, that might be fun, and I, I don't really know, you know, what else to do, um, that's kind of a local event, but, I don't know, man, like, I'm pretty... I guess, uh, I don't know, that's kind of where my focus is a little bit lately is, you know, music, just trying to get into the music with things. Um, I'm not sure if I'm catching a cold, I'm having the same issue I had, I think last week. So I don't think this is a cold um cuz whatever it was last week or lo- the week before I don't remember what week it was honestly but I think it was last week I had something where you know my throat was hurting like it felt like I had a knot in my throat and then that turned into some kind of you know uh sinusy throat kind of issue um So I did notice, you know, I started feeling that way around 1am, but before I went to sleep last night, I had that kind of feeling, like that almost like not in your throat feeling. Um, Like I've started near 8pm, back to kind of like a night ritual. Um, I'm not like super strict with things, like sometimes I'm like, I'm definitely going to be all over the place, but just starting to have some downtime around when the sun's going down and, you know, I'm kind of one of those, I I like, I like candles and incense and stuff like that. So I'll light, you know, just like a candle for the background and then kind of turn off the lights, you know, and just light a little incense and just kind of reflect on the day and then, you know, get on with the night part of my evening. But I've kind of been liking that, like turn on a candle as the sun's kind of like fully setting and then because the moon's been pretty bright and this time of year I get moonlight directly into my window. And so since it's been like a full moon pretty much just about um it's yeah the moon's been pretty bright. Uh so once it gets dark it's actually pretty bright in my room and then with the candle added, you know, if I keep the window shades open and the candle added, it's pretty it's a pretty Interesting lighting, and you know, I was kind of like, This is cool, so I kind of got back to like the nighttime candles. Um, I've got a candle that's actually for just burning, like, someone got me this from Africa, I don't know exactly where in Africa, but it's called like a uh, I don't know what it's called, I think it's like called like a Mandela like, Nelson Mandela. I can look this up. I think it's called, like, a Ma- Mandela Love Bean or something. it kinda of like, some weird name. Um, let me see. I'm gonna try and look this up, because, um, I've had this thing for years. Um, uh, and I kind of took some other strange meaning to it. Uh... It's called Zulu Love Bean. Um, so let's see. Yeah, it's like this. Um, like basically what I thought it was, um, was this, uh, this legend or theory that, you know, people who possess that you know it's supposed to bring love into your life or something like that um and I got that from I don't know if my dad gave me that or someone else in the family and he's the one who gave it to me from them or something um so let's see it says uh the love bean, also known as the sea bean or sea heart is dispersed by ocean currents often traveling one thousand i guess a thousand of kilometers to find a new suitable habitat um basically, the way I can describe it it almost looks like a piece of wood um like a piece of polished wood, if that makes sense, like if you've ever had like an instrument um that's like wooden or some kind of like decoration in your house that's like wooden. you know how they polish it and it's like smooth but it's like hard it feels like a piece of wood uh, but just like polished so that's what it feels like but it's not actually wood it's actually a like a what they said like the sea heart or whatever the heck it's almost shaped like a little heart like it's a little flatter on the top and a little like like a point kind of towards the bottom and this one it's basically a candlestick so at the bottom, it has that love bean, and then it has some some kind of uh, metallic uh, things. I don't, I don't know, like rings. And then it's got, it's just like designed almost like beadwork, but it's like gigantic beans that are like about like an inch in diameter um, on top, like kind of stacked on top. So it's like a stick. And then there's like a little platform on top uh, and there's a candle and the candle, it's a really nice slow burning one. I don't burn it a lot cause I really don't want to burn the whole thing down, uh, completely. But right now it's, it's what I use when I'm kind of like between candles, I guess. Um, one of my friends gave me a candle. It was like a, an LGBT cupok candle and I have burned that one completely out. Uh, That one was scented. I like scented too. Like I'll go back and forth. I, when I, when that one was running out and when my tranquility one was running out, I ended up getting these other candles during Mother's Day and I gave my mom two of them. Um, and I kept two of them and then I put a bunch of fabric kind of like African-style fabric in the box, because that was her Christmas present. And we didn't do Christmas, so I was like, I'll give everybody their Christmas presents as other gifts throughout the year. And so I gave her two candles. They're, They're each in this little decorated, little cheap kind of tin with a little cap on it that's decorated as well. So I kept two of those candles, gave her two, and then the fabric as well uh, as the two candles. So I just kept the two, one of the candles, I completely burned out. They burn really quick. Um, and the other one, it's still got some wax in it, but you know, I don't always want scented. And the thing that I like about this other candle, that love being candle is that it's, uh, it's, um, uh, it, it burns pretty slowly but it burns through the middle I'm trying to make it burn through the middle and I think I've described this before but basically it's got how many sides is that like an octagon I think it has got about eight sides maybe six sides I can't tell if it's it from this angle where I'm sitting maybe it's a hexagon I think it's a hexagon shape kind of rough it's not like too like like perfected but it's got some images uh in the wax that are like dark brown and with some like dark with some like light brown spots like black dark brown and light brown spots and things it's like animals pictures of animals just all around the outside of the candle it almost looks like cave paintings but like animals in the cave painting style um and then so when you burn the candle you can see the animals kind of on the outside a little bit as it burns down um so i don't really want to you know completely use this whole candle but i've had it for years i've had it for i don't know at least 10 years uh i've had it since i I think i've had it since i want to say since i was 16 or like maybe 18 or 20 or something um so i've probably almost had it for 20 years or something and i didn't start using it till I don't know, like way later. Um, but yeah, I kind of like nighttime, evening, kind of wind-downs. Um, I, yeah, took the melatonin around 9 and then got up and, um, um yeah. And yesterday I exercised uh, in the morning, you know, I felt good. I wasn't going to do any deliveries, but I ended up going and doing deliveries because I was like, I wanted In-N-Out for lunch. And I was like, you know, I might as well just go and like make a couple bucks. Like, let's go make the money that I'm going to go use for lunch. And so I just went out like an hour driving and then sat in the line for In-N-Out and all that and then brought it home. And that was pretty much the end of my day. It was early afternoon. I dude around like almost it was almost like three o'clock. And I started just feeling super tired. Uh, 3 p.m. This was yesterday. And then, yeah, I think it was because of the burger. Uh, it was pretty heavy. I just had a burger and fries. I I realized, so a burger and fries uh, at In-N-Out, without the, without the combo, if you just get a cheeseburger and fries, that's less than $7, guys. It's like six something. If you get a combo at McDonald's, it's like over ten dollars. And so I was like, you know, sometimes I do that weekly McDonalds run, right? But I was like, In and out's better quality. Like, yeah, it's still technically it's fast food, but it's like it's better quality than McDonald's and it's like almost four dollars cheaper. So like yeah, what's a little weight? And especially like it's a little farther away, but it's not like so far if I'm actually like doing deliveries and out driving around. So I was like, let me just go get some deliveries done. But these deliveries ain't going to pay the bills, guys. Like, this car is uh, it's pretty hardcore leaking. So I'm going to have to figure that out uh, sooner rather than later. I just haven't gone to have that mechanic to look at it yet. And then, um, let's see, let's see. I'm... Uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about musical projects. I mean, yesterday I talked more about, like, exercise and health routines. Uh, so yeah, outside of lunch, I didn't have a very healthy dinner yesterday. Uh, well, okay, so I made, like, a little healthy of a choice. Like, I think my mom whipped up some chicken that had some, like, uh, a little bit of, like, tomato sauce on it, and some other kind of, maybe, like, onions or something from the garden, and then, um, there were some green beans from the garden and some carrots that I don't know if, maybe the carrots were from the garden, or maybe they were from, maybe they were store-bought, I don't really know, um, but we had that, uh, you know, and some rice. I skipped the rice and just ate the the garden green beans and the um, chicken. And then for breakfast I had some kind of like onions from the garden more like scallion and um, tomatoes from the garden and just a couple eggs. And I've had this kimchi from, I think it's called Cleveland or something. It's, let me see. It's a weird kimchi. Um, I love kimchi, but I'm used to kimchi from like Asian markets. Uh, I say Asian markets because, you know, out here like they there's a little bit of fusion-ish uh, kind of, you know, products on the shelves. So even if there's a Japanese market a lot a lot of times you can find kimchi you can find like Korean liquor at a Japanese market like sometimes you can find different stuff. So I don't really exclusively go to the to the to the Korean market for the kimchi. Like I'll get it wherever I'm shopping if it's convenient. Um but yeah, this brand that looks like it's called Cleveland kimchi. I didn't really think about it when I was, you know, getting groceries through Sprouts delivery one day, but I remember getting sauerkraut and then I was like, I kind of want some kimchi as well. But I didn't really think to look for the traditional one. I just got whichever one they had, which, I mean, I was like, I don't know what to eat this with and I don't know what it's going to taste like. It tasted more like a sauerkraut or like a spicy kraut flavor. I don't really know how else to describe it. Like it, it definitely, you can tell it has that kim, that kimchi essence to it like it's got that vinegary spice smell uh that I don't know if it's really fermented like very fermented maybe it is um I got the mild one and to me it was still it had a. you could tell it had a little spicy kick uh it wasn't like too much spice but I don't really know what to eat it with is all I had it with eggs um no bread no rice no carbs nothing just eggs and the veggies that I cooked with the eggs. Um, I don't really know what else though. It was, um, it it tastes good. Like I ate it. I I ate it without like forcing it. Um, so it was good. It was a weird combo though. It felt kind of weird (laughs) to eat. It was kind of a little bit of a, yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a weird combo of food um but yeah I ate it and it was pretty good um but yeah like I was wanting to get into just the musical project I've got a couple of them I've got this kind of lo-fi beat that I've been working on um I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> um, I it's I don't know how to describe it. Like I start songs, you know, start working on pieces. There's something that I need to send back to a friend. Um, I either messed it up or did something a little interesting. I this tune, you know, I've been sitting on it for, like, almost a year, guys. Like, seriously, like, um, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's just, like, um, I was sent the beginning, you know, tune of it, and then I had some trouble with figuring out my... Um I was having trouble figuring out my um what do you call it um I'm blanking, sorry. Uh Yeah, I was trying to figure out like where I wanted to go with the melody. I'm not much of a melody person, I'm more of a beats person, so I was kind of like, okay, let's get some some beats and some rhythm going, like that's kind of more what I think, and so I kind of made like a melodic beat, uh, we'll call it a bass line if that's what we have to call it, um, but it's kind of more like a beat. Um. Uh, I'll call it a baseline. It's not it's not really a baseline though. It's a line. Um. So I'm going to kind of see what I want to do with it, but um I might Uh, it's kind of hard to think out loud about, about music without it in front of me, but I mean, I've definitely got, I don't need, I don't know. It's hard for me to think because I'm like, I don't, I want to like build on it. Uh, I might just stretch it out, put some effects and then, um, That's mostly what I want to do. Is put some effects on it. Um, But I have a library of. Old. Like I'm talking like. How old. Let me see. I have this magazine. I was looking at yesterday. Or the day before. I don't know. Alright. So I've got this. Computer Music Magazine. Uh, the binding on it says 2001. No, okay. Okay, I see what it says. So it's got 2001 Carnival Rave samples, and then this is that. It says Computer Music Issue 154 from August 2010. Uh, it was back when Reason 5 and Record 1.5 were kind of new so it had a, a DVD they all came with DVD ROMs back then um, and you could basically um, you get free samples, free software, free a lot of stuff. Uh it says applications, instruments, effects for PC and Mac. Uh I don't know if I have the DVD for this. I might. I have a stack of DVDs in my closet and like a small collection of these computer music magazine uh magazines from like back around that time, like thirteen years ago or so um and yeah like so it's kind of cool uh I just never really work it in you know, so now that I'm kind of back into you know the creation of things, I kind of you know i'm not I'm not gonna take too much of all my. Week with musical projects because I'm definitely busy and have things to do, but I still do give myself like one free weekday to kind of decide how I want to be busy and this morning I've decided that I want to be spending my good morning energy on you know a musical project um, or a couple of them uh, but it's hard for me like my attention span you know I get a little. Mm, it can be a little overwhelming honestly because I use software and the difference with for me with you know using like a live instrument or software is like the live instrument I feel like it comes more naturally if I practice you know if I've been practicing like piano guitar whatever it may be then when I go to try to just create something I can just put on a beat or whatever and just like Pluck along to it until i find something that i like um or i might already have like a a bank in my head or like something i've recorded that i can just pull from um when i've been actually like recording like riffs and things but um i haven't been really for years but it's not like i don't have any like I, i spent a lot of years back then like 13 15 or so years ago recording a bunch of stuff So I've got this old, like, I've got, like, cassette tape and all this, like, old stuff that, like, I never knew where I was going with it, or, like, I would play with, like, weird chords or whatever, uh, or try to, like, hum out ideas, and I would just save them, save them all over places, and, like, uh, you know, um, a lot of them aren't digitized, but a lot of them are probably in my phone, um, at least they used to be, I used to have apps where you could, they were kind of, they had like an audio recording feature, like I think it was Real Real B, or Real B Pro, or something like that, and you could record, like basically it had um, tracks you could kind of play along to, and so I used that, I think for guitar, but I think you could technically use it for piano or, like, anything. I think you could switch instruments. I can't remember. But I think also you could record your own, like, riffs. And you could, like, record, like, chords or, you know, whatever. And it would kind of write it out in its own... Like, it wasn't full tablature and it wasn't full, like, sheet music. But it was, like, you know, it kind of had, like... Um kind of like the rhythm laid out like the count laid out and you could kind of just you know play along to it and it would I think it would record what you had recorded or parts of it or something I really don't remember this is like guys this is so long ago um but yeah it can be a little hard to be patient when I'm jumping into something um, but I've definitely felt good about it um that's one thing that you know the city of l a definitely brings back out of me is you know being creative and you know it's definitely something that I put to the side in San Diego because you know i never I don't really have a community of musicians down there, like up here, it's like I know at least like three four people that I could you know bounce songs off of and like create stuff with and i think yeah the friend that i have that will have some friends that are into stuff like karaoke some people play instruments but i've never fully you know jammed too much like a little little bit but it was never anything consistent i feel like the difference with la for me is that i had consistency um, so there was a little bit more, I don't want to call it pressure, but a little bit more, some kind of pressure, like through accountability. Cause if I think of it, it's like, okay, I first started playing guitar when I was like in eighth grade, um, or seventh grade, I don't know, seventh or eighth grade. And I had a guitar since I was like 10 And I never, you know, my dad got it for me. My parents got it on Christmas. It was like a little beginner guitar acoustic. And I got it when I was about, I say 10. I don't really know how old I was. But I know that I got my keyboard before that. And then my parents were like, why do you want a guitar? You have a keyboard. You don't even play the keyboard. But I think we used to have a piano, an upright piano that we got free from the church, that was like, you know, it needed to be tuned, it was old, but it worked, it worked enough that I could learn how to read sheet music and play piano as a kid, so I think I did that, and like, I want to call it 4th grade, 5th grade, 6th grade, somewhere around those grades, I think I did 2 years of piano, Um, that's kind of where I started, I think, but then the piano got messed up because my little sister stuck pennies in it like between the keys and it was already old and had problems and some of the keys had the it wasn't ivory but like the fake you know ivory type coating on the top it peeled up and so like each of the keys where those uh, pieces were at on the top became like permanently sticky And it didn't like some of the keys would just stay down because there were there were pennies in between them. And so like, you know, you couldn't really do anything. So we had that piano for maybe three, four years. And then once it stopped completely working, I remember my dad kind of took it out to the porch and took a sledgehammer to it like not. I don't think he was like angry or bitter. It just I didn't know he was destroying it. And like it didn't really work. But I don't know. Something about that kind of got to me. I was kind of like, dude, he just like destroyed it. And like, it didn't work. Like, we had, this is maybe like, it had been sitting there for like a year or so. Um, I think by this time I already had my keyboard. And that's why I wanted a keyboard. I think it's because, either because the piano we had wasn't working already, because it had all those issues going on. Or because, um, uh, it had already been destroyed and I just wanted to still continue playing uh but I got out of playing piano um even though I enjoyed it I liked it but we learned like kind of classical style um which was you know I liked it I I, I'll admit I enjoyed it we did recitals and stuff so that was probably my first introduction The stuff was like around third grade fourth grade doing recitals and then we'd have the school recitals but then I was always going to church too so we'd always be in groups where you know there was music at least we would be singing music at least once a week so at least Saturday at church every if you think about it Saturday at church every week from when I was in kindergarten at least kindergarten all the way till pretty much through my just about my first year of grad school so that is like almost every week consistently singing music at least once a week i'm not talking like being a performer but at the very least you're sitting in the congregation singing along to the songs right or hearing them because i remember as a kid i don't think i used to sing all the time there was There was a point where I started singing in church. I used to just kind of like not care to sing. Uh, But I always listened to music. Like I I used to listen to music to and from school all the time every day. Um, We had our Walkman and everything. And, you know, I would just always be listening to music at least. So that's why I say at the very least we were getting the church music. And then every day on the way to and from school... LA either radio stations or our own Walkman or Discmen with our own music. And then we would watch like those MTV or BET countdowns in the morning before school. And then it was back when MTV actually had music videos. So sometimes after school, if we weren't playing sports or doing homework, we'd be watching music videos. And so even though I would say, okay, maybe I didn't grow up fully musical, there was definitely music in my life on almost a da- a daily basis, listening to it pretty much my whole life and then playing music it was piano earlier uh that was kind of formally what I was playing uh and then I had that little guitar but other than my dad trying to teach me like once the note of G um from some little beginner's book um he never really taught me more um and then I remember You know I always had the guitar there Um, but I've talked about this before when I went on my first mission trip in like eighth grade or something in Mexico we met some kids from Texas and a lot of them were playing music and I remember watching friends that I knew playing music and I think the first songs I learned were I think Tracy Chapman, Gimme One Reason and Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven I think I don't think I learned the solo but I think I learned most of the most of the beginning kind of riffs uh the verse chorus bridge kind of stuff um and so those were decent songs and then I learned like smells like teen spirit and um I used to play the rhythm for a friend that would play uh, One and he would also play Fade to Black by Metallica. Um, so I would play the rhythm for that while he played the solos. And I remember I learned those solos as well, for the most part. Not the second solo in One. And then I learned Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. and. Um, I picked around through the S N M and m album uh, sheet music. I think it was like a double album. And then it had like a double like sheet music book. So I got one of the books. And it didn't have all of the songs, I don't think, from both albums total. So I think there's a second book of that that I don't have. I still have these things. Like these are like ancient things. But I still own them. I'm looking at it right now. It's like... They usually are on my keyboard music stand or on my desk or something. Like, I moved them over to my desk because I was wiping off my keyboard this weekend. And, uh, but yeah, I've noticed this little phases like that. Now it's like, okay, one day I'll clean things off and wipe them off and make sure they work. And then one day I'll, like, look at my files and see where everything is. Like, I, I kind it, ta- it kind of takes me a while to set myself up to, like, getting into, you know, working on something. Versus before, I used to be so deeply into projects already that I would just be in them. And when I was in high school, I think I played, I practiced like every night after school. I would practice, even if it was the same songs, I would play the same things probably till almost 9, 10 at night, every night. So I'd practice at least an hour and I, I'm pretty sure I did that all through high school. Nobody had to ask me, nobody had to tell me it was what I did. Um, That was kind of the identity that I formed in high school was like I play music, you know, Uh, and I would take opportunities like at church. Um, So I think we first started getting a little more serious with music when we when we started getting a little bit of independence with our hobbies, like when our parents kind of backed off a little bit and would like drop us off places. Um, or when we were allowed to start taking the bus around LA and stuff, like, so we used to go to, like, Guitar Center, Mars Music, uh, and, you know, I had a friend in eighth, I think I was in eighth, he was in seventh grade, and we, you know, he was an artistic, uh, kind of artsy guy who moved into the school area, and we went to the same private school. And family friend, close friend, we're still friends this day I'll be seeing him Wednesday shout out um, but yeah we grew up together and you know formed a band probably I don't know I don't know the timeline exactly but rough timeline um, I won't talk about every single person because there, there were like a lot of people involved in my life because if you think of it I was around the same people all the time it was always church stuff, so the school was connected to the church, and so there was a lot of overlap with the students who went to the same church, or even different churches, because there were a lot of Adventist churches, so a lot of people went to the same church, or the same, you know, school, or some kind or sports league, so like between those three areas, church school and sports, we had friends from multiple different churches. And we would mingle. And so if we weren't playing sports, sports related activities or shopping at the mall or seeing movies and entertainment related stuff, we'd probably be like playing music or just hanging out somewhere. Um, And so we kind of committed eventually to, I think we did a special music at church once. Um, This must have been like early high school or something. Um, maybe 8th grade, ninth grade, somewhere around there. We did a special music at church, and we played that song, Open the Eyes, um, acoustic. And we sounded okay. Um, we did, I think we did really well. Um, then we did a second song, God of Wonders. Um, and we started around that time doing this little punk band. Um, that was, there were four of us, I think. And, wait, let me see. We kind of had drummers here and there, um, a bass player, two guitarists. I was rhythm, my friend, he was lead, and another friend, he would sing. So usually we were the solid ones the singer, the bassist, the, um, the two guitars, and then, you know, we kind of switched things up eventually, because the singer went off to college out of town, and so we we had some other friends that had, like, a non-Christian band that they were kind of trying to be professional, but the guy who was the singer was friends with, you know, he had uh you know someone else that I grew up with was a drummer and then the singer's young younger brother was uh, learning how to play drums no he was learning how to play bass and drums I think he played bass and drums and so he was learning to play bass and drums and then uh, the friend who played bass was kind of like I don't know at that time, you know, I was kind of like it wasn't up to me, like it was kind of a vote, but I was like you know, I liked my friend playing bass, but at the same time it was like I kind of did want to give the other guy a chance, but it was like I'm not trying to like kick somebody out of the band. That wasn't my decision. I do remember mentioning something that I was like I don't I didn't really know how uh serious you know, cause I feel like, I don't know, maybe I didn't understand what was going on, but I know the person who played bass at that time, you know, wasn't always consistent. And I think maybe for me, it was a little, uh, of a struggle sometimes. Cause I was like, um, responsible for the rides and everything all the time. And, you know, I was kind of like, you know maybe we could give this other guy a chance, you know, um, and so we would use the school and the church to, like, practice, and I think we practiced mostly Saturdays after church. I don't remember if we practiced Friday nights, but, yeah, we used to practice a lot, and, um, I remember being pretty, like, depressed and moody, and, like, people would kind of mention it, like, you don't look like you're having fun kind of thing, um, and I think during that time in my life, I just didn't notice, I just wasn't having a lot of fun. Like I was, I don't remember if I was in my bachelor's program or what part of school I was in, but I was still in college. Um, and yeah, like it wasn't the most restful and I don't know, I kind of looking back, I'm like, I liked it you know, because I just liked playing music, but there was a little bit of like, I didn't feel like I was able to contribute. It was more like, okay, you're, a fe- I kind of felt like I'm a female in this band and there's these guys that just tell me what to play and like, but I was creative and I would, you know, write my own song. So I remember there was this one instance where I was like, talking to the guy who was, like, the bassist, and I had written some songs, and it was a time when we were, like, you know, sometimes between songs, we weren't, like, fully serious, and we'd, like, take some downtime. and, um, I remember talking to this, to the bassist, and, like, we're in the middle of practice, but the other guys are, like, talking about something else or whatever, and, you know, I start showing the bassist a song that I wrote and the other guitarist kind of like didn't yell but kind of was like annoyed that we were doing something else and because I think they were trying to like write a song or something and I was like well I have a song you know but I guess nobody really wanted to hear it and so I was showing it to the bassist and he liked it and he was like yeah this one sounds cool and like so we were like playing along together and then that other guy like yells at us and I'm just like I was a little like bitter just kind of like okay everybody wants to listen to his riffs but to me I felt like they were a little boring because I was more into like I was more into like Metallica and like you know like Coal Chamber and like heavier music and he was more into like country and like like I think he got into like Bush and Incubus and um you know Creed and some kind of bands like that but kind of more on the to me it's like not heavy heavy rock like um and he's a singer too so he was more into like singing and playing um I wasn't really into singing and playing in public I've done it before, but it's not really my cup of tea. But I'll do it. Um, I haven't in a really long time. I haven't in a really long time. Um, but there's this app called Smule Sing. Smule Sing. Um, <clears throat> and if I can find a parking lot to go practice singing in, I would totally do that again. Um, I just don't have anywhere to go, like, because I've been singing when I drive around. I've definitely been doing that more. So I'm like, you know, singing along to the radio or whatever. And that's a start, you know, but it's just because I have all this time off. And it's kind of interesting because it's like usually when I'm busy like all most of my life I've been super busy up until lately and like overly busy I'd say and I noticed like all the stuff that I wanted to do like while I was working I was like I want to be writing and working on my podcast and working on my music and like I always had these like creative like I want to do this you know and then I had time off and I was like I didn't do any of that stuff you know what I mean Um, I had time off and none of that happened so I don't know I was kind of just like okay Um, but yeah that's kind of most of my musical background um, with those bands and then playing in church I think once I was in college we used to play once a month at church as a band so we'd have I do that and then I think there was a point where I was playing out of Vespers every Friday night during grad school or right before grad school uh I don't remember the time Well, right before I moved to San Diego that was before I moved to San Diego but in actual grad school I used to practice with the singer um we used to do kind of more like Adele songs stuff like that which is not what I you know I was used to playing like rock you know So I would bring like my Ibanez or my Fender guitar to school and we would play and my um, advisor was a musician. He was, uh, he played flute and clarinet. Um, I don't remember if he played sax, but I know for, I know he usually played flute and clarinet and I think he played jazz, um, he used to write for a Culture Spot LA sometimes and then um he's really into music. I, I think he was professionally trained in music, I can't remember. Or maybe he majored in music, I can't remember, but really cool guy, jazz guy, um, you know, he was like in his 50s or 60s when he was my thesis chair and, you know, pretty great musician. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know how he's doing. Like, last I heard, he was working at a different university, and I thought he retired, but I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I like I liked him. He was fun. We had a good time. Um, and yeah, I met some cool musical people um, in grad school, so I think it was mostly just the move to San Diego, you know. I still used to play, though, when I first moved there. Like, I know at least for the first, like, two years, I definitely still played. Maybe the first, the next two year two, three years, I definitely played. Um, I remember I used to take my guitar in my car down the street to the back of, like, this dentistry kind of office and I would play guitar there because I was like living in an apartment and stuff and like so I would go play guitar there um I remember when I moved to La Mesa or somewhere else I used to play guitar there in a parking lot like behind some like urgent care or something it was like by a Denny's and then there was like if you went down that little road there was like an urgent care and I used to sit in my guitar and play there I'd sit in my in my um car and play guitar there Um, and then I kind of picked it back up a little bit when I was um, during the Rona you know I started doing that again uh, a little bit so yeah I've been kind of more off and on with it since since about that time Uh, but yeah there were probably like a good three four years I didn't really play too much because um, I didn't really have any consistent places to play. Like, I wasn't playing at church every Friday. I wasn't playing once a month. I wasn't playing with a band every Friday night or every Saturday after church practicing or whatever. Like, I, I didn't have people that I was playing music with. Mostly what I did with my friends is we drank. So we would just go out and drink all the time. And so I kind of substituted music for that. And uh, it was fun, you know, because we got to know each other well. And it was just kind of like a it's kind of like a socially open like I think there's something about when you kind of routinely meet with people and you drink and you just kind of hang out is different when you're like drinking over dinner and stuff like that versus like when you're at like a bar or club all the time but we would kind of do like drinking but like over dinner mostly or over meals like we would eat and like drink and go out like that and then we would do other stuff like drink and karaoke or whatever the heck else we'd get up to but it's not like we weren't like catching up because I feel like I've had a lot of friends where we only drink and that was something in San Diego that was like weird for me I was like okay we kind of only drink like we don't really like hardly talk or like do anything else we just meet up we drink uh people want to dance and that's fun but it's like sometimes I just want to catch up with people uh and I love raves. I'll go to a rave anyway. So, like, if you want to go to a rave, let's go to a rave, you know? Um. Oh, there's one in San Pedro that I'm debating if I'm going to go to this month. I want to go, but it's kind of expensive. So, we'll see. I doubt I'm going to make it, but we'll see. Um. But yeah. I'm going to work on these songs pretty much till lunch and then see where that takes me. Um, but yeah, I'm not too sure like what else I'm going to get up to. I've got like two tracks that I'm definitely working on. Um, but I might find some types of... Uh, samples or plugins or something like I don't really know. Um so yeah. I um I guess that's all I've got to say now. I just wanted to talk about that's kind of the background of things and then as far as what I'm going to get into musically, uh I'll try and talk about that a little bit more. Um but i've got to do other stuff outside of job applications right i can't just like do that all day like <laughs> like i'm still like trying to like build skills and like improve on things like uh but yeah i, I we'll see we'll see what happens all right um thanks for listening